0: Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. The Bible said, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty but we have a responsibility to open up our hearts and yield ourselves to what it is that He desires to do in our lives. And if the Word of God pinpoints things in our lives and we have to be willing to say, God, I believe that You're addressing something within my life, my heart. And I want to make the adjustments. I want to alter things. And I want to see You move and give You freedom to work in whatever way that you would so choose. How I mean, He knows the Spirit is aware and the Spirit knows exactly where you are as an individual? The Holy Ghost is able to, to minister in a church service like this. And while there is all kinds of sundry needs in this house, all kinds of different people from different backgrounds and different levels of life and different places in their life according to age and maybe what you've been through, and what you're facing this season of your life. But God is able to minister to all of those things in one church service, one time of us coming in and really opening up our hearts, getting in the presence of the Lord. How do I do that? I I worship, I respond, I mix my faith with the word of faith that is being preached. I open up and say, God, there's no area of my heart that is off limits to you. Whatever you, whatever the Spirit is saying. Amen. The Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Amen. That tells me not just physically being able to hear But being able to perceive what the Spirit is saying is important. Being able to note and pay attention and uh, realize, be cognizant of the fact that the Spirit is, is speaking to me. I direct your attention this morning in the word of the Lord to Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter number 10. And I will begin reading there with verse 15. Joshua chapter number 10 and verse 15. I encourage you when it comes time for the altar service today, let's let's come and pray. Let's come and if we don't feel a need to pray for ourselves, let's find somebody else to pray for. If I was to take a survey here this morning, I would suppose that most everybody here has been encouraged and been blessed by someone else praying for you maybe giving even guidance to you in the altar and just uh, supporting you with their faith and believing that God is going to minister to you and so let's be careful and sensitive to do that I've been praying Lord help me as a pastor and I'm praying for this church help us as saints of God to be sensitive to others around us and their needs as the Lord would lay them upon our hearts. Joshua chapter 10 and verse 15. And Joshua returned and all of Israel with him unto the camp to Gilgal. But these five kings fled and hid themselves in the cave of Machdeah. And it was told Joshua, saying, The five kings are found hid in a cave at Machdeah. And Joshua said, Roll great stones upon the mouth of the cave, and set men by it for to keep them. And stay ye not, but pursue after your enemies, and smite the hindmost of them. Suffer them not to enter into their cities, for the Lord your God hath delivered them into your hand. And it came to pass when Joshua. And the children of Israel had made an end of slaying them with a very great slaughter, till they were consumed, that the rest which remained of them entered into fenced cities. And all the people returned to the camp of Joshua at Machdeah in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Then said Joshua, Open the mouth of the cave. And bring out those five kings unto me out of the cave. And they did so and brought forth those five kings unto him out of the cave, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Jarmuth, and the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. And it came to pass when they brought out those kings unto Joshua that Joshua called for all the men of Israel and said unto the captains of the men of war which went with him, come near and put your feet upon the necks of these kings. And they came near and put their feet upon the necks of them. And Joshua said unto them, fear not, nor be dismayed, be strong and of good courage, for thus shall the Lord do to all your enemies against whom you fight. And afterward, Joshua smote them and slew them and hanged them on five trees. And they were hanging upon the trees until the evening. The Bible says in verse 17 that these five kings are found by the men of Joshua hiding in a cave and it lists this several times throughout this passage that they sought to hide themselves in a cavern in a cave in the bowels of the earth if you will and so I want to preach for the next for the next few moments upon this subject conquering hidden things conquering hidden things I felt the Holy Ghost throughout this week as I was praying and preparing for this service. Can I just be so bold in my spirit here this morning to pronounce to you that if you want victory in your life in every area, not just in certain aspects and certain things so that the appearances will, will be better and the outward man will seem better. But if you want victory between your ears, if you want victory down deep, down deep in your heart, in your innermost being, if you will, I believe that God wants to give you victory. I know last week we we dealt somewhat along these lines, and I can't help it that I, I feel to come back again and preach this morning and challenge us that the victory is not complete, but I'm hoping by the time this service is over today before the last amen is said and we drive off of these premises that when you leave you will leave with victory you will leave feeling the overcoming power of the Holy Ghost having conquered having conquered things in your life that perhaps perhaps have been an issue for many 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 years would you stretch forth your hands with me and let's pray together right now the spirit of the Lord would would move and the Spirit of the Lord would have its way. Would you pray? Lord Jesus, I'm asking You to minister to needs in this congregation. Work, God, and touch the hearts of men and women that have gathered here in this building this morning. We thank You, God, for Your anointing that has already been felt in this worship service. We thank You, God, for the touch of the Holy Ghost that has been here. We appreciate, God, people coming early to pray to seek your face Amen. and to set the atmosphere and the environment so that you can move. And I pray, Lord, that we could be responsive to your word today and your word would speak to specific needs in this house. In Jesus' name, would you lift up your voice and give praise to the Lord before you're seated? Come on, let's give praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, praise God. Thank you so much for standing and you may be seated, conquering hidden things. Some of you might have been following the news story this week of Gabby Petito. And that is a young lady that is a blogger, a video blogger, I believe, and a social media influencer who lives what is called the van life and She would travel around with her fiancé and they would go into certain states and to national parks and different places. And they would blog and they would speak about their experiences there and, and what a good time that they were having. And by all appearances, by all of the social media posts, it would just seem or it would appear like everything was just a storybook life. In fact they would talk about how much that they loved and cared for one another and that their relationship would seem so secure at least that was the outward appearance that was what could be seen with a natural eye but as this story begins to unfold her fiance returned back to florida without her and suspicion begins to mount and now he's disappeared and there's questions of whether or not she is alive. And he is not available to answer any questions regarding this situation. And as the story began to unfold, we found that the relationship was anything but perfect. And it really was nothing like what was posted, what was out for public consumption. In fact, there were times and police reports When these two had to be separated because of the internal strife that was taking place between them. And so it reminds us all over again that you cannot sum up a person's life by a social media post. You cannot sum up a person's success by just what you see on the exterior. A lot of people can put on a veneer a false front of what appears to be so. But it can be far different from what is going on internally and what is happening in the inner man. And let me just say this from the outset, that you cannot consistently perform outwardly aside from who you are inwardly. Let me just repeat that. You cannot consistently perform out, outwardly aside from who you are inwardly or the person that you are within as an individual. And this not only works for us as people individually, but this is also true of a church. Amen. We cannot, we cannot just depend on talent and we cannot just depend on poise and charisma and programs. None of these things will replace the true power of God, the true pure presence of God, and the anointing of the Holy Ghost because it's only the anointing that will destroy yokes in people's lives. I don't have the ability to deliver anybody. I don't have the ability to give victory to anyone. Nor does anybody else that is in this place. But we all know a God that if we can get His presence into this house, has the power, has the strength, has the ability to deliver and set an individual free. Amen. The Bible says, He that the Son has set free is free indeed. There is no freedom like being freed by the Spirit of the Lord. There is no liberty like the liberty that comes through being filled with the Holy Ghost. There is no experience that can really substitute for the experience of being born again of water and of spirit. It transforms an individual's life. It changes your entire mindset, the way that you perceive things in life. That's why the Bible can say in the book of Romans, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing. That's a part of the regeneration process. The renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can I tell you that it's impossible to do the perfect will of God, which I hope every one of us is striving to perform in our life, because that's where true peace is. That's where true joy is. Is when we find the perfect will of God for our lives. But we cannot perform the perfect will of God outside of being renewed in our mind and in our thinking. Something has to change what we used to go to what used to be the default button in our life, what we used to rely upon to find happiness what we used to lean on to try to find satisfaction we don't do that any longer because we found the Spirit of God amen, is able to keep us is able amen, to sustain us the Spirit of God gives us strength to be able to overcome whatever obstacles lie presents I'm going to tell you, it's not a pill that is going to help you overcome stress in life. It's not anything the doctor can prescribe that is going to help you to overcome stress in life. It's not, it's not anything that you can find from those that are out there that will help you to overcome the pressures of life. But it's an altar. It's coming and submitting your life to God. It's yielding to Him. It's experiencing the power of the Holy Ghost that can change everything. Thing for you. Amen. I said it can change everything to you, but you can't receive the Holy Ghost until you totally and entirely yield yourself to God till you reach the end of your rope and say God I need you to help me I can't do this on my own or by myself I'm tired of relying upon others for my happiness and for my joy but I need you in my life I need your strength and your sustaining power why don't you clap your hands to the Lord Why don't you give praise to Him right now? Come on, lift up your voice and let's give praise to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But it's that inward man that I, I want to talk about. It's that inward man that I want to preach to here this morning. Can I tell you that each of you have a soul that is very, very sensitive to what is going on here today. Because there is nothing Nothing that depends more and relies more upon your flesh yielding to the presence of the Lord more than your soul does. Your soul is very interested in what the preacher is preaching today. Your your soul is very curious as to what is happening in this church house this morning. I'm speaking about that inward man, the psalmist said in Psalms 51, that famous prayer that he prayed, Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. There are certain things that we learn through dealing with things internally. There are certain things that are discovered Not in a public way, but through your private prayer life and consecration to God. And through winning victories in that place where you're alone with God. The Bible tells us that when Jacob was left alone, it was there that he struggled with an angel of God. Some believe and I believe that it was a theophany of God. It was manifestation of God himself, in other words, that he was wrestling with. And he wrestled with that being throughout the darkness of the night until the sun began to rise in the morning. And he said to that angel, he said, he said, I'm not going to let you go. And the angel said, the day is breaking. And he said, "Uh, let me go. And and uh, he said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. And the angel asked him something very strange. He said, what is your name? Now, an angel of God certainly knew the name of Jacob. But he was trying to get him to admit some things about himself. You see, that's where the real problem lies. And before we can ever arrive at a solution, we have to be honest with ourselves and admit who we are and that we need the help of God. He said, I am Jacob. I've been called Jacob all of my life. That has been the title and the name that has been placed over me from my parents. And it means supplanter. It means trick, trickster and carnaugust and, and, uh, that is what I have lived to become. That's the reputation that I have, but I want something to be transformed in me. I want a change in my life. I don't want to be the same. So I'm not going to let go until you touch me most would have been happy with an angelic visitation most would have been happy just to know that the lord cared enough to visit them and to move upon them but not jacob he said i need something more than than just what is superficial I need something more than just uh, uh, an outward appearance but I need something to happen deep down in my being I want to be a different man after this is over with I want to be a different person when all all of this concludes and the dust settles. I don't want to be the same individual. I wonder if you didn't come to church this morning with that attitude that God today is the day. Today is the service. This is the right time. I need you to work something in me that when I leave I'm entirely different. I'm a different person altogether. I don't walk out with the same hangups. I don't walk out with the same mind mindset i leave here with a renewed mind and a different way of seeing and viewing things in my life but when i leave this place i leave knowing and i have a confirmation that i met with god and there's been some changes there's been some alterations in my life come on let's clap our hands and give praise to the lord he said but you you teach me wisdom that, that happens in the hidden parts. Amen. It's not just in what is seen and viewed by everybody else. It's not in the public display. And I thank God for when he moves upon us corporately. And I thank God for when he moves upon us uh, as a church family. And we can't take away from that. And I could preach an entire message about the importance of us being connected as a church. Amen. And, and I want to tell you that we are the body of Christ. But uh, we all have individuals. We're all individual members, in other words, uh, of the body of Christ. All of us, uh, we're a certain part of the body of Christ. We have a particular function in the body of Christ. And that part has to be whole. That part has to be complete for us to be able to be at unity with the body. I can't have things in my life that are foreign Amen. that are unlike God that are displeasing to Him but some way God deal with me and bring me in unity to the body help me to be connected to the body because my fulfillment and my completeness has everything to do with me being connected to the body of Christ because I understand that's where the anointing flows that's where the work of God can happen is through the body of Christ. That's what He chooses to anoint. That's what He chooses to bless. And so if I'm connected to that, I can receive the miracle that I need to receive. I can get from God what I need to get from Him if I could stay connected. Amen. Don't let anything separate you from the body of Christ. Don't let offense. Don't let bitterness. Don't let ill will. Don't Let suspicion, don't let some idea that comes along or false doctrine that comes along separate you from the body of Christ. The biggest mistake you can make is to become separated from the body of Christ because your blessing, amen, the completeness and the satisfaction that you need is found in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. But we learn. We learn through our own inward personal struggles. We learn through overcoming things internally. Amen. We learn wisdom from that. Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 27, What I tell you in darkness, that, that speak in light. In other words, if you don't have any personal victories, uh, you don't have much of a testimony. You want a powerful testimony, you have to have some personal victories. Come on, let's let that sink in just a little bit. Uh, Amen. If uh, if all you got is a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, if we're fortunate, type of religion and type of relationship with God, uh, then you don't have much. Uh, But you have to have a personal walk with God where you get personal victories and you overcome things in your life. Uh, And the Spirit is able to identify things in you that is not like God. And you're able to say, God, I want to submit myself to you. And if your spirit convicts me, then I'm going to fix that area of my life that needs to be fixed. If you speak to me about a certain thing, I'll make the necessary adjustments because I want to be right with you. I want to please you. Amen. And I win victories over things. And it seems like the more we grow in God and the more we mature in the spirit, things is revealed to us. We think we got it all figured out. We think we've finally arrived we think that we've finally reached a, an area of spiritual maturity and we've graduated from all the beginner stuff and that may be the case but I promise you as you begin to grow closer to the Lord there'll be things about your filthy flesh that you won't like and that you understand this is not pleasing God and you'll begin to see the need for adjusting and if I'm going to go to the place of anointing that I want to arrive at and if I'm gonna to reach the depths of prayer that I want to pray in. Amen. If I'm going to be close to God like I need to be, there's some things in me that I'm going to have to change. I can't coexist with, but I have to deal with those things and confront those things in my life. Come on, I'm talk- talking about uh, an internal conflict. I'm, I'm talking about an internal struggle. I'm talking about something that goes beyond your Sunday morning uh, game face that you put on. That goes beyond the superficial. We walk in here and everybody asks how you doing. Whether or not we're doing good or not, we say we're doing great. Uh, amen. But I'm going beyond that today. I'm going deep down to the heart of the matter. I'm getting down there where the rubber meets the road. I'm talking about going into the dark caverns of your life and pinpointing things in the Holy Ghost that needs to be dealt with. You've coexisted with that attitude long enough. You've allowed that spirit to exist long enough. You've fostered that bitterness long enough. You've held those ill feelings towards a brother or sister long enough. Amen. It's time to deal with it. It's time to conquer it. It's time to overcome it. through the. The power of the Holy Ghost. Come on, lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. He said, I'm going to give you some things that you could testify about. I'm going to, I'm going to give you victory in some areas that you'll be able, you'll be able to tell it openly. What I'll reveal to you in the victories and the deliverances that I give you in the dark places, you'll be able to proclaim it in the light. Amen. And so, the point being that victories we win inwardly will allow us to have a testimony to tell openly. Can you say praise the Lord? The story of our text is a very fascinating one. I preached about it on occasions. It all really started with an alliance that began between Israel, Joshua being their leader, making an alliance with the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites was a small area, not a very heavily populated people, and they realized that Israel was on the ascendancy, and they wanted and desired the protection that Israel could provide for them from the enemies that surrounded them. And so they made an alliance, and they asked if they could become a part a friend to and make a covenant with. They said there's certain things that we can do for you. We don't have a lot of talents, but we'll do what we can to make this worthwhile to you. The only problem was they were located quite a distance away from the area most inhabited by Israel. They were on the outed fringes of a wilderness area. And so as Israel began to gain momentum and see victory after victory and the news began to spread abroad that not only Jericho, but now Ai, they have conquered. They, the enemies around, five kings got together and made an alliance of them of themselves and said, You know, if we don't do something to stop Israel, if we don't do something to uh, confine them, we're probably next. And uh, they're going to possess all of this land. What they did not realize is that is exactly what was going to happen because God had decreed it and promised it to his people. And it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to do to contradict the promises of God. If God decrees it and if it's God's word, his word will stand alone and by itself. And it will happen just as he said. It will happen. And so these kings got together and said, we're not going to take them on and confront them face on. We're not going to walk up and and just uh, uh, set the battle in array against Israel and, and do this in a way of declaring war against them directly, but we're going to do it indirectly. And they attacked Gibeon, and Gibeon was where these Gibeonites were that had made this allegiance or this alliance with Israel, and so. They attacked them and of course the message was sent to the Israelites to come and to rescue them and to help them. And immediately they arrived on the scene and they began to fight the Israelites did against these five kings and their armies to try to deliver the Gibeonites out of their hands. And it was a fierce fight from what I can read in the scripture. In fact the Lord miraculously intervened on two occasions in this story. While they were fighting and in the midst of the battle, the Lord rained down large stones, I'm assuming hell stones, large ones, down upon the armies of the enemies. Can I tell you that you can never dismiss the God factor. If God is for somebody... Amen. The worst thing you could do is try to be against what God is for. And this is the way that these five kings have positioned themselves. It was a losing battle from the start because of Israel in themselves did not number enough and had the skill and the strategy and the strength to defeat them all alone and by themselves, then the Lord would send a hailstorm to even up the score. He would send a hailstorm to help, amen, balance out the fight. He would send a hailstorm and disconfit the enemy and confuse them. And and the Bible says that this is miraculous. This was something that God calls to happen. I'm going to tell you, we've got a God that is able to step in when it looks like that it's going one way and he's able to change the direction of the situation and the momentum of the situation. Amen. And put it right in our hands and give us victory that we desire. Come on, we've seen it lately. It doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the report is. It doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to whisper in your ear. It doesn't matter what the devil has tried to convince you of and deceive you into believing. I'm going to tell you, if God is in something, amen, it's going to happen just like God orders it. It's going to happen just like God decrees it. Just like God wants it to happen. It's going to take place. You can rest assured. You don't have to be frantic, but you can have peace you can know amen everything's gonna be all right if i can keep my hand in god's hand and trust in him he's gonna take care of me they fought a little while longer and the battle again was intense and and momentum was on joshua's side and things were going good but he looked And he saw that this battle is taking longer than expected and the sun is setting in the west. We've got a problem. The day is far spent and if we're not careful we're going to run out of daylight and the job is going to be unfinished. The enemy is going to be able to scurry away in the darkness and we may never get complete victory. And so what does he do instead of giving in to the elements? Instead of accepting the circumstance, You know, that's what we do a lot of times. We just accept it as it is. And say, well, there's no changing this. This is just something that we have to get along with. This is just something that we have to accept. This is just the way things are. I'm going to tell you, that's not just the way things are. Not when God is in it. When God's in control, He can change and adjust anything He needs to. To bring victory into our lives. Oh, I thought somebody would be a little bit more excited about that. To know that while my back may be against the wall right now, this is not the last chapter. This is not the finality of the story. Amen. There's more to be said. There's more to be written. There's going to be a great conclusion of victory. I am going to conquer in this situation. Come on, clap your hands and let's give him praise. So he reaches and stretched forth his hand and says, Son, what a bold proclamation. I'm going to tell you, in this late hour when the sun is setting and we're living in the end time, I believe it's time for the church to get courage to be bold. We need a baptism of boldness. I'm going to tell you this world is bold. They're trying to cram everything down your throat from day to day and get you to accept it and not only get you to accept it, get you to like it don't speak up don't say anything just go to your corner and accept it like it is you can't change it we're in control you don't have to like this this is the way it's going to be it's time for the church I'm not talking about rebellion I'm not talking about rising up against government I'm not talking about any of those kinds of things but I'm talking about in the spirit world there needs to be a boldness that rises up in all of us that says you know what devil there's some lines in my life I do have some convictions I'm not going to accept this you're not going to ever sell this bill of goods over on me you're never going to convince me this is right you're never going to tell me that this uh, is the way it should be I understand what God has called me to be I understand who I am in Jesus, I understand that I'm a child of God I understand that I've been blessed and anointed for a purpose I'm not going to sit back and let you railroad revival, I'm going to stand up like never before and have revival in this last day Come on, it's time for the church to get bold enough to see miracles. Uh, lay hands on the sick and see them recover. It's time some devils be cast out. It's time we put the devil on the run. It's time we take authority and dominion in our city. It's time we realize that God has called us for a specific purpose. Come on, clap your hands and give some praise to the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on. Anybody believe God is able? Anybody believe that you got the anointing? Anybody here got the Holy Ghost? Anybody believe God can? And God desires to He's just looking for somebody that's willing to be used of God. Hallelujah. That's it, brother Cap. Let's worship the Lord. Let's give praise to the Lord. Let's yield our hearts to him right now and see what he would desire to do in this place. Come on, let's stretch forth our hands to the Lord and give it praise. Sun, stand still. The sun was setting, the moon was rising, and suddenly they became fixed in their places. And I don't know, maybe, maybe the old enemies were fighting against Joshua. They said, well, pretty soon it'll be dark. We can just hold out until dark. We'll make it. We'll scurry off and we'll hide in this wilderness somewhere. And they'll never find us again. We'll be able. We'll be able to run for freedom. We'll be able to to get away and escape. But they looked again after a little while and said, you know, it didn't seem like the sun has sunk one little bit. Something Miraculous is happening here. God is giving His people a little bit more time. God is giving His... People, a, a little bit more space to do His will. Can I tell you? That's how I feel in this hour that we're living. God has given us just a little bit more time. You're looking for signs of the time. They're around you everywhere. There's nothing else that really has to be fulfilled before the Lord's coming. That's my opinion. But I'm telling you that God has given us. We're living in a space when God wants to move. That God wants to work. That That God wants to show Himself powerful, that God wants to bless, He wants to give revival. Is there somebody that will yield themselves to Him? These five kings realized we can't keep fighting like this. And they ran, left their men on the field the battlefield and ran for these caves that they knew of in McDeah. and they hid in those caves they said let's just wait until they won't miss us what courageous fellas i'm going to tell you you better watch this world it'll get you in a mess and then it will flee and leave you in the midst of it people that call themselves friends People that say, I'm with you, I, you're my bestie, my BFF, all of that kind of stuff. Don't count on that. Don't, don't believe that. Oh, don't think that's the truth. That's the truth as long as it's going their way. As long as you have something to benefit them with. But when the pressure gets on them, they'll scurry like drowning rats they headed for the caves the caverns and they got hid in those caves and the darkness and the bowels of the earth and they said they won't find us here but it was discovered That they were in those caves and the messenger came to Joshua and said, what do we do? This is right in the heat of the battle. What do we do? Those kings are over there. They're in those caves. He said, I'll tell you what you do. He said, you you just go over there and put a great stone over that cave and you keep them in that cave. And uh, we'll take care of them at a later time. We're going to contain them right there where we know they're at. We're not going to let them flee and get to their cities and be able to regroup and come back and to a attack us on a different day at a different time but we're going to have this b- battle complete and it's going to be finished and we're going to be victorious today today's the day God's already done too much God's already sent hailstones stones to disconfit the enemy and he's caused the sun and the moon to stand in its place to give us a little bit more time so it's evident that God wants us to get complete victory right now you just roll a stone over that cave and you let them stay in that cave and imprison them there and he went on and instructed them to continue to fight in the battle. He said, "Don't give off of fighting in the battle. Go back and engage in the battle until the battle is won. You got to take care of this battle over here. You got to you got you to gotta finish what you start. You know that's our problem. The devil tries to distract. He tries to get us disjointed and divide us into several different aspects. I'm gonna tell you what you need to do is get you a goal. I'm gonna take care of this thing in my life, and when I get this conquered." I'm going to move on to the next thing. And when I get that conquered, I'm going to move on to the next. That's how growth happens. I'm going to get me some goals, and I'm going to stay true to this, and if it takes me six months, or a year, or five years, bless your heart, I'm not quitting until I conquer this. Until I get victory over this. Whatever it takes, I'm going to establish a prayer life. Whatever it takes, I'm going to be consecrated unto God. Whatever it takes, I'm going to become a worshiper. Whatever it takes to learn how to prevail and carry a burden, I'm going to reach that depth in the spirit, but I am going to be a man or woman of God but we get so divided, we get to running over here I, I got to fight this battle, we get to running back over here I got to fight this battle, he said no put a, put a, put a rock over the mouth of that cave and I want you to go over here and finish what you started would you take care of that now here's where I really want to preach he said, you know, most people say, man, we got them contained. Let them dry up and wither away in there. Who cares? They're not bothering us. They're contained. We've got them hostage. We've got a handle on this thing. We've got control of this situation. But you don't have victory over it. You know, you can go for long intervals of time. And then something will raise its old ugly head back up. Say, I'm back. Good morning. Guess what? I'm still here. He said, Man, I hadn't dealt with that in weeks. It's been months since I felt that. It's been months since I struggled with that. I thought, Yeah, you had it contained. God gave you the strength to contain it, but you didn't finish what you started. You didn't follow through. I'm going to tell you about anything as far as success is concerned, whether it be in the sports realm, whether it be, they all teach follow through. I'm not much of a golfer, but I do know that. I do know you have to have follow through. In basketball, there's the follow through. In just about everything. There's the there's the follow through and the importance of the follow through. In other words, you don't just swing that golf club so that you make contact with that ball, but you swing through that ball and you give it a full swing because if you stop in your mind with the momentum of that club that you're going to stop it just on the other side of where that ball is teed up, then you're going to already be slowing down by the time you make contact. So they say swing all the way through it. Make not only just contact, but swing through and make the follow-through swing all the way through. I'm going to tell you what we need to do here today is we need not just make contact with the enemy and put him on the run and put a, a, a rock over the cave that he's contained in but we need to make sure we follow through and get complete victory in our life. I've preached it to you time and again that David cut off the head of Goliath. He said I'm not going to let him get back up from this state of unconsciousness. I'm not going to let him get loosened and come back Amen. and wrecked my life at a different time but i'm gonna take care of this now while i got his sword in my hand i'm gonna finish the job that i started god's gonna get me complete victory over this giant Come on, don't just be satisfied with knocking something down in a church service, in a revival service, or or in some moment when you feel the anointing. But be sure that God, I believe with all of my heart, you give complete victory. You're able to help me to go all the way through. Till the need is satisfied. Joshua said, I know you're weary, I know you've been fighting. Maybe there was some that said, man, can't we just take a rest? I mean, we've been fighting all day long. He said, no, the job's not, not finished yet. Roll the stone off of the cave, the cave's mouth, and lead those five kings out. And I read this and I think, man, is that really all that necessary? I mean, read of the brutality. Read of what he commanded those captains to do to the kings that were there in that cave. He said, put your foot on them. Take your sword and thrust it through. Then he hanged, you talk about desecrating, hanged their bodies by five trees, these five kings, and left them throughout the remaining portion of that day. Seems like a little bit overboard. You know what the message is to me here? Is there's some things you cannot be passive with. There's some things that you cannot be congenial with. There's some things that you cannot have a peaceful coexistence with. There's some things that you've got to be brutal with when it comes to the spirit realm. you you got, got to get vengeance. in in And in, in. you you got to understand that God has given me an opportunity to take care of this issue in my life. And I'm not just going to get a little bit of a feeling and an emotion and leave here. Amen. And feel like things are better. Oh, I feel better. Hey, it's not just how you feel, my brother. It's what really is down on the inside of your heart. You need more than a feeling. You need faith to follow through until complete victory comes. The bottom line is, is God's given you an opportunity to finish the job. It's time you take care of what's in decay. I'm talking about what nobody else sees. Only you and God know about. But if you don't take care of the inward man, it's going to display itself sooner or later outwardly in your life. But if you take care of it, you'll have the outward testimony of anointing and blessing and victory. In your life. Come on. It's just not a negative thing. But if you'll do what God says, amen. It'll also be a positive thing that'll elevate you to the next level. It'll be a positive thing that'll take you to the next place in God. Instead of just being plateaued and bumping up against that same thing over and over again, I can get victory over it. And I'm going to, I'm going to conclude here in just a moment. But can I tell you, there's a lot of victories in the Bible that were won in caves. There's a lot of things that God taught people in caves. We preach about David. We preach about his victories being the lion. And that's awesome. The bear. Whoo, that's wonderful. The giant. Oh, that's so great. But can I tell you that his greatest victory might have not been any of those things. It might have been in the wilderness of Engedi when he was in a cave and he had been chased around like a wild goat, the Bible says, by a man that he sincerely had loved and respected and didn't know why in the world the man had such envy and hatred and jealousy towards him. He would have done anything for him. And yet, he could not find his favor. In fact, he was so vengeful that he would throw javelins when the man was ministering to him from his harp, driving spirits away from him. He would throw javelins at him when he was trying to do good, pin him to the wall. He narrowly escaped death on more than one occasion. This man sought his life. And I'm sure there was some inward struggles. Because don't think, don't think it never passed through his mind to just go ahead and finish him off while he had the chance. And his men are standing there and said, God has done this. God has placed him in your hand. He came in this cavern where we were. We were in this this cavern in this cave and he just so happened out of all the caves in this wilderness to enter right here David look he's delivered him into your hands Saul you won't have to worry about it. no longer will you have fitful sleep at night but you can sleep like a baby knowing that he's not anything to worry about anymore no longer will you have to deal with this in your mind badgering you and and worrying you and, and you being fearful and living like a fugitive looking over your shoulder every day wondering when it's going to happen when is it going to ca- no no longer will you will you do what you said? Amen. Will you feel the way that you expressed it when you said there's one step between me and death? Amen. I feel like I can't escape it. I can't get away from it. I can't overcome it. But as he's standing there with a sword in his hand, and he's already taken a little piece off his garment, and his heart is smote, and he said, No, I gotta win this battle over bitterness right here and right now. I gotta win this battle over ill feelings right now. I, I can't let hate get it. In my heart right here I can't let uh, a spirit uh, get a hold of me of uh, vengefulness uh, amen and try to take things in my own hands uh, I've got to depend I started trusting God overseeing a few sheep uh, and I'm going to end this life trusting God uh, I'm not going this experience take my purity away. I'm not going to let this experience take my innocency away. And there's some of you in this building. You need to hear this preacher in the Holy Ghost. There's some things you just need to make up your mind. I'm not going to let this hurt take me down. I'm not going to become offended. I'm not going to let myself become bitter. I'm not going to have ill feelings. I'm not going to let hate enter my heart. Not another day am I going to pet and foster that spirit. But I made up my mind. I made a decision. I made a choice. I'm going to destroy that thing that is trying to destroy me. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord. Let's give praise to him right now. Come on, let's give praise to him right now. Come on, somebody yield to God. I got to win this battle, David said i got to take care of this thing right here and there. You're right. God allowed this to happen. Because He's preparing me for something greater. If I don't have authority over my flesh so that I would not take vengeance in my hands, how could I possibly have the authority to rule a kingdom and sit on a throne? And have a scepter in my hand. And my word be the, the word that people's lives hinge upon. If I can't control my flesh, how am I going to control an entire kingdom that God places in my hands? And the reason why is people keep bumping up their head in frustration Why they can't seem to advance and they plateaued in their relationship with God is because there's some things inwardly that they've never taken control of. As musicians come and we stand. But today's the day that if you'll prove that I'm willing to deal with that inward man, consecrate that inward man, what I'm doing today is not just for appearances' sake. What I'm doing today is not just so I can fulfill the role of what we do when we come to apostolic church services. But I have to wrestle some things down and take and vanquish some things in my life that God wants to give me victory over. The Bible tells us First Chronicles chapter number eleven about a man by the name of Benediah. Benaniah was a mighty man of David. Said he slew some Moabites and a lion like man. And it says he was walking by a pit on some snow. He saw a lion that was in the pit. When he noticed that, I'm sure the natural inclination was, "As hey, it's stuck, it's trapped, it's confined. No worries. It can't get to me. What well, I have to be concerned about it? It's in the pit. It's beneath the surface. Nobody knows about it but me. It's contained." I got control of this. But you see he was wise enough to know that it's it's snowing outside. And if enough snow gets in the pit, I may pass up this opportunity right now and get on down the road of my journey. And that lion could escape from this pit. If enough snow gets in the pit, he could get out he could find me in an inopportune time and attack me while I'm unawares and so while it's not the most convenient thing and while I was not necessarily expecting this to be the day to do it I'm going to go down in the pit, I'm going to go beneath the surface and I'm going to draw my sword on this lion and I'm going to get victory over this line now so that he'll never be a threat to me in the future can I tell you that I feel like that's the way that the Lord works he gives us opportunity in church services just like this to deal with things they're not really a problem yet they're maybe not an issue now but you know enough through the spirit to know that I'm uncomfortable about this, and I, I've tried to soothe my conscience about it, but it just keeps pestering me, and it keeps badgering me, and it, it keeps, it keeps. I, I, I can hear it roaring down there, and I can, I can hear it growling at me every once in a while, and I know right now it's contained. I got it all under control. Nobody else knows about it, just me. But God gives you an opportunity, and says, "I know right now it's not the most convenient time. The weather is inclement." conditions aren't the most convenient but you need to go beneath the surface and you need to execute that thing while you have a chance you need to conquer that thing while you have the chance come on we're going to conquer some hidden things today we're going to overcome some hidden things today son stand still The job isn't over just yet. Give us just a little bit more time. What did the Apostle Paul say? He said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Take care of it before the sun sets. Right now, while you have the opportunity, while the Spirit is pointing that thing out and giving you the chance, it's time to deal with it. It's time to conquer it. It's time to overcome it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord is moving in this place. The presence of the Lord is here right now. I wonder if we couldn't all. I'm not calling any one person out, but I wonder if we all couldn't come. We all have things that are impediments to us drawing closer and progressing in our relationship with God that we need to deal with today. We We need to be honest enough to say, God, I... I want to overcome this. I want to get victory over this. I, I don't allow this thing to, to turn into a situation that later destroys me. But. Now...